in Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island. Emergence is a national business incubator that supports startups, uh, start, supports company startup and growth, and is specifically of innovative bioscience and food sector companies right across Canada. We do that by offering clients access to customized programming that helps them move from idea to startup to sustainable growth uh, and really supports their commercialization journey. So as such, Emergence is a key driver of uh, bio-based economic development, of innovation-led economic growth, and of high-tech job creation. So how is this all working out, you might ask? Well, between 2015 and 2017, our clients uh, had gross revenues of just, just over $105 million. They raised follow-on capital of around $110 million. They filed 105 new patents and created 175 new full-time jobs and 38 uh, new part-time jobs. And as impressive as those metrics are, what's really interesting is that 65% of our clients are pre-revenue companies, which means we're talking about really high-growth, exciting startups. These are indeed our job creators of tomorrow. Now, I think we all know that across the Atlantic region, innovative startups are being founded, many are funded, and some flourish. But what you might ask is the overall state of the startup landscape here in Atlantic Canada, and what challenges are preventing us from, from doing even better? Well, for a data-driven insight into the state of the Atlantic startup ecosystem, there really is only one person to turn to, and that is our good friend, Peter Marrera, publisher of Entrevesta, startup fundi, and recently, I'm pleased to let you know, published crime novel, not, uh, crime novel author. Peter spent 30 years in journalism in, in, in Asia, Europe, and North America. He worked uh, for a number of organizations, including the Deal of New York and Bloomberg. He covered mergers and acquisitions, private equity, venture capital markets, European and UK banking and finance, and spent time with the South Morning China Post in Hong Kong, Knight Ritter Financial in Hong Kong and Seoul, and the Canadian Press in Ottawa. But we know him as the guy who does the annual Atlantic Startup Ecosystem Report, and uh, Peter has just released his latest report, uh, and we're thrilled to have him with us here in Charlottetown for this fairly uh, for this interesting briefing, this exclusive briefing. So please join me in giving a very warm Charlottetown welcome to a great friend of this community, my friend, Peter Marrera. Good morning and thanks everyone for coming out. Thank you to Martin and to Emergence, to Rory and the PEI Bio Alliance for that, uh, that kind welcome. Uh, one of the joys of my job is that I get to travel around the region and... We've been doing Entrevesta for seven years now, and I, it's, it dawned on me a year or two ago just the great friends I've made in, uh, in cities all over the region. And our, we're basically known as news people, my wife Carol and I, uh, but uh, for five years we've been doing this annual report, and it's, uh, it's become part of the, uh, part of the culture. So we're, we did a, a talk in Halifax last week at BDC, which was beamed out to, uh, to different cities. We're doing this talk today. We're doing Newfoundland in November, and just yesterday I arranged to do a talk in Fredericton in, uh, in October. So we're doing the whole region. I, uh, I feel like uh, a rock star. I should have a bus with a sign on the side. And it's a lot of fun. And no one ever enjoys it as much as I do. 
And it is the fun part of the job because other part of the job is just going through the meticulous process of figuring out how many startups are in the region, how to characterize them, and how, how they're growing. So the big question that we faced a few years ago is, what is a startup? And we come down to three criteria. It's got to be locally owned. It can't be just, you know, the, the uh, research arm of a, a large corporation. It's got to be commercializing technology. So it can't be a, a web development company or something like that. And it has to be making a product for the global market. We're looking for exporters. And basically, I was talking to Martin about this a few years ago, and he said to me, well, you're talking about investable companies. And that's it exactly. We're looking for something that eventually a venture capital fund can invest in. How many of them are in Atlantic Canada right now? We have come up with the number 486 for the uh, end of 2017. We go through each year, we try to find as many of the new companies as we can, and we toss out the companies that are no longer in service. Uh, if you go to some other startup locations, they have thousands and thousands and thousands of startups. I don't believe they go through the rigorous process of trying to figure out who has, who has got fallen by the wayside. So we're looking at in-round numbers 500 for 2018. That number's probably going to be up between 530 and 550. Uh, we've seen a steady growth every year since we started this report. And over the last five years, the, the, the growth has been about 85%. So more companies are coming, off, coming up. If you think of the startup community as a pyramid, We'll get into that more in, the, in, the, in a few minutes. The base is broadening greatly. Every year we take a look at new companies. And this is a bit more complicated than you might think because at the startup stage, sometimes people are just sort of dipping their toes in. They're experimenting. You've got a university group that maybe has somebody going through an entrepreneurship program as part of uh, their coursework. Maybe it turns into a company, maybe it doesn't. So what we're looking at here is the number of companies that we believe are going concerns at the end of every, every year. We had a bit of a spike two years ago, then a bit of a decline last year. In uh, 2017, we had a record of 116 and what you can see is that the number continues to grow. 121% growth exceeds the overall growth for the, uh, the um, community overall by quite a, a long shot. Uh, and also what we see is that there's a huge variety of, uh, of startups because PEI has done a very good job of developing a diversified ecosystem and a diversified community of, of companies. The green area is the IT companies. In any startup community, you're going to have more IT companies than anyone else. The orangey, mustardy, 
quarter, quarter down at the bottom. That's the life sciences companies. There's always been a really good ecosystem for life sciences. The key to understanding PEI in the last few years, I believe, is the great job that's been done by Innovation PEI and others in diversifying the ecosystem. The creation of Startup Zone, the creation of Launchpad PEI, it's, it's never easy, but it's possible now to bring an idea to the to startup zone, you can nurture it, you can get your company going, you can uh, move on to Launchpad PEI, and there are funding mechanisms in place which were never there before. PEI is not a big market. It's really, really difficult to get this sort of diversity in any market. Uh, kudos to, to, to Charlottetown and to PEI for, for doing it here. Yeah, we had a spike two years ago in new companies. Decline last year, or 2016, and then in 2017, uh, the engine started revving again. So we are seeing a strong growth in new companies. I don't doubt for a second that we're going to have another record year in 2018. Not only are we seeing a lot of new companies, but we are seeing a record number of failures. And I wrote about this this week. This is great news because one of the hallmarks of the Atlantic Canadian ecosystem is that there is more non-dilutive financing, more grants, more forgivable loans, etc., than in other parts of the, the country, probably other parts of the continent. And you see companies starting, struggling, lingering, and not closing down. And the problem with that is that they can tie up human resources. And it's a good sign that the number of failures we're seeing is rising. Where are the companies cre being created? Fredericton has been a real hot spot. And uh, we've got members in town today from the TME uh, Energia uh, Accelerator. TME has been doing a really great job of, uh, of developing companies um, you've got a very active ecosystem in the Fredericton area. What I find really interesting on this slide is other, because by other we really mean rural, uh, rural areas. And there's been strong growth in the number of companies in, uh, in the rural areas. I think the oceans... Uh, project that uh, the region is embarking on will help that number to grow. It's difficult with AI being such a, a hot thing to to grow startup companies in rural areas. It's noteworthy that that we're continuing to see more uh, more growth there. As I said a few minutes ago, IT is always going to be a really really big part of it. We saw 40 new IT companies last year. We'll probably see more this year. Uh, the place where there's been the real growth in, in percentage terms is in the life sciences area. We now have a network of life sciences organizations. We have Emergence, which has clients all over the region. Uh, what's interesting about the life sciences sector to me is we're starting to see more and more revenue. 
I was surprised actually when Martin said 65% of his companies are pre-revenue because it seems to me that the, the percentage is declining. And uh, that's a, a really healthy trend. Um, clean tech, we could see need more activity on. And one final thing that I should say is there are gray areas on the fringes of all of these sectors. And you have, you know, a company like Densitas in Halifax, which considers itself a software company, but it was started by a radiographer. I think that's the right term. Uh, a guy who does x-rays at Dalhousie. So it's, it's also in, in the life sciences uh, uh, pool. All of, the comp all of the sectors that I just, just put up, if you add them all up, you get the 486 companies that I talked to before. But one trend that we started to see in 2017 is the number of companies that can also be considered oceans companies. No company is a pure oceans company. They're in the ocean space, but they're an IT company or they're a manufacturer of life sciences or clean tech. But the number of companies that of startups meeting the three criteria that I mentioned earlier, the number of startups in the ocean space is its own segment for the first time. And with the growth of the supercluster product project, with the growth of Cove in Halifax, that number is going to keep rising and rising and rising. One thing about the ocean sector is everybody says it's fantastic because it's going to be about 360 million possibly in research dollars yeah, over the next five years across the region, which is a lot of money. But that's about a third of just the equity funding that we're now on track to get for the startup community overall. Um, more on that later, but startups are becoming big in the, in the region. A few years ago, we took a look at the number of female CEOs for startups, and we found that about 8% of the CEOs in the region were female. Uh, we came back and we measured it again last year. We're now up to about 14%, even though the, 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 the startup community overall has grown as much as it has. Uh, this is a, a really great thing. It is not an accident because there are various groups such as Genesis uh, that are working hard to bring more female CEOs into the, uh, into the equation. The, we've also had a lot of help from uh, outside the province in groups like Communitech in, uh, in Kitchener-Waterloo. Uh, because our companies have done really well in the Fierce Founder program there. And the first, um, the first Atlantic Canadian company to go into their Rev Accelerator is Squiggly Park, uh, a Halifax company, uh, EdTech. Its uh, relationship, I hope, will continue to grow. So I mentioned earlier the startup community is like a pyramid. Let's put a bit of flesh on the bones of that thought. So we have 486 companies. And at the very top, you have established companies. These are companies that meet the criteria that I talked about earlier. They're commercializing technology and going after a global market. There are about 30 of them. They're still growing, but they're not you know, doubling in size the way that, uh, that true startups should. It's great to have them. There's 31 of them. Just below them, 
we accounted for 35 companies. These are companies that are, have probably more than a million in revenue each year, maybe more than 5 million. They have 20 or more employees. They have received, you know, 8 million or more in, in equity funding. And they're doubling in size each year. The growth rates of these companies are absolutely phenomenal. And there are about 50 companies that are just about in that space. I did go through a methodical process of lining up the companies that I thought might be in this bracket, looking at their revenue, looking at their growth, their employees, their funding. So this isn't just, you know, numbers drawn out of thin air. Uh, more of those scaling companies will be entering the, elites, the elite uh, category soon. Below there, we have zombies. There are about 90 of them, about almost a fifth of the community. These are companies that started up a few years ago. None of the zombies that I've accounted for are less than two years old. But they're companies, they started up, they're still there, there's a website, they're, you know, LinkedIn message of their postings of their founders shows that they're still involved in it. But in two, three, four, five years, I haven't heard what they're doing. Nobody I talk to seems to know what they're doing. Um, some of them admit, yeah, we're struggling, we're still doing our day job. A lot of them are going to fall by the wayside. Some of them will recover. Right now, we've just sort of put them in, in one, one slot. Rookies, about more than a fifth of the, of the, of the uh, community was started last year. And then we have other. Some of them will move up to elite, some of them will move to zombies, some of them will just fall by the wayside. It's just the, the startup world. If there's one thing that's important to me, it's that as the base keeps broadening, the spire elevates. And we're getting a bigger, stronger community at the center of the, top, of the, of the peak. So we canvas companies each year. And we ask them for their employees, their funding, etc. That's fairly easy to get. The key thing that we look for is their revenue. So about 122, 123 companies gave us the numbers for their revenue. We had this much in dollars this year, the year before we had this much in dollars. Okay. Some of them just said, we're not going to tell you that, but we'll tell you our percentage growth. Some of them just ignored the question. So, for in terms of revenue growth, about 20% of them, a fifth of the community is doubling their growth each year. And it's not just the ones who will go from 2,000 to 4,000. Most of them are the bigger companies. And then about 16% on top of that had revenue for the first time. So you're seeing that these companies are really growing quickly. This is revenue in terms of absolute terms. This is the 70 companies that told us exactly what their revenue was the previous year. And again, about 22% of them had more than a million dollars in revenue. So we're seeing that we've come from this, you know, collection of, meandering startups who didn't know what they were doing when Invest Atlantic started eight years ago, I believe it was eight or nine years ago, 
uh, and I was involved in the first Invest Atlantic, to a community that really has small corporations at its peak. And there's credible evidence that we are seeing fast growth in sales, real growth in sales. Most of it, though, that those sales are outside of Atlantic Canada and in, in foreign countries. So about two years ago, 2015, we asked everybody what their revenues were and we got about 122 responses. Same number as we got for 2017. But when we added up the total number of the total number for revenue two years ago, we got just over 26 million. Last year, it was just over 51 million. So in about the same size sample, we're seeing revenues double. And to me, that just symbolizes how these companies are growing in our space. If we'd looked at our pyramid about two years ago, you could have slashed down that red line and it wouldn't quite have reached as high. A huge bulk of it wouldn't have been there. And if we go two years into the future, maybe that pyramid will be all the bigger still. So what does all this mean for the startup community in Prince Edward Island? The numbers in PEI are improving, but they still underperformed the, the community overall. The revenues are up 17% year on year last year by the number of, by the companies that reported to us. Um, staffing up 12%. My own belief is the reason that these are not higher is because the funding mechanism in PEI has really just got going in the last year. And when I look at Newfoundland and Labrador, they started their funding party, um, Polaris Capital, working with Killick Capital. They really started working together about two years ago. And right now in St. John's, the, the community's on fire. Their revenues are up about uh, 118% on, on average for, from the, the data that we got. Um, it takes time for the effects of revenue coming in to be seen, but the revenues are coming in. Island Capital Partners is up and running now. Um, they've done several deals. Somru has indicated to us uh, at Entrevestor that uh, they're in the middle of uh, a raise. Um, I don't know for sure what it's going to be, but uh, they've already they've already announced the the non-dilutive component of it. Uh, it's looking like for the first eight months of the year we're looking at almost four million. We've still got uh, a bit of time left to go, and for some reason the big deals seem to get reported in the uh, in the third quarter. Uh, so I believe that the island is going to have its best year to date in terms of funding. I also believe that that will translate into jobs and growth and sales in the coming years. It's fascinating for uh, an entity with the size of the population of PEI how you've got all the pieces in place right now. And 
and it'll be interesting to watch in the next few years. And it shows, if uh, including the Somru numbers, how it's going to look just based on what we know so far. It should be, it should well, it already is a strong year. For the region overall, we had a great year last year, and I believe there were a few deals that weren't reported to me. Um, you know that happens in the startup space, but I came up with a number of uh, 116 million in funding, best year ever for for just strictly um, five categories of funding: venture capital, strategic, angels, friends and family, and uh, founders. We don't take account of, of private equity. Um, that number on the left is going to be shattered this year. There's no doubt about that. Um, these are the big deals for last year. For the last three or four years, there seems to be a demarcation point at about $8 million because every year we have four or five years for the last two years of deals worth $8 million or more. And uh, again, that will happen this year. Already we've had uh, Resin in New Brunswick. We've had uh, Proposify in Halifax. We've had uh, Intrahive in Halifax. According to the CVCA, um, in the first half we had about $99 million in funding. So the column on the right is just for, for the first half. We're almost on track to have $200 million a year uh, in funding in those categories, which is unheard of in these parts. Um, most of that comes from outside the region. We hit a tipping point in about 2014 because for the first time the main funders in the region were not the government agencies like Innovacorp and NBIF. It was actual private money. And in the last three or four years, it's been private money from outside the region. It's having a huge impact. And when we started Entrevestor, we started it because a few groups like MBIF, etc., were saying when they go to Toronto to find co-investors, people say, won't invest in anything out there. I've never seen a good company from there. That is long forgotten. And that's it. I suppose I can say what I'm looking for this year. I'm looking for oceans. I think we'll have a bigger play. I'm looking for more funding, of course. Um, I'm looking for a bigger role by corporations. And I think that that's taking place because of a few things. One is it's, it's time has come. I think the startup community is impacting the corporate culture for the broader co uh, business community in the region. I think groups like the uh, Ocean Supercluster, um, the um, Creative Destruction Lab, are bringing in some of the major business people who have not been involved in the startup space before, who are a bit confused by these kids in running shoes and T-shirts who are doing this stuff and are now seeing the benefits of innovation. So that's it for me.